You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. Hi everyone, I am thrilled because this week we have an amazing guest. Her name is Yelena Kalandareva and she is the founder and owner of Annalie Cosmetics. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> Um, I want <laughs> I wanted to um, tell the listeners a little bit more about you and about your brand. So Yelena is a busy mom of four, a wife and a businesswoman. Um, and what I really love about her, what really drew me to her is how her company, Annalie Cosmetics, it's an all-natural, organic makeup line. It's made in the USA, vegan, cruelty-free, and kosher for Passover. And I want people to know that not only are you a New York State licensed cosmetologist and the founder of Annalie Cosmetics, um, but you're you've, I mean, obviously you've created such an amazing brand and you're your brand offers a full line of approved makeup for Shabbos, and it includes specially formulated powders. So I think for all those reasons, um, people out there should know who you are and how amazing you're doing and what you're doing with your brand. Thank you. <laughs> sure. And what? Can you just tell us, okay, so where did this, where did this come, where did you get this name, Annalie Cosmetics? How did you come up with it? So basically the original name for my line was supposed to be The Beauty Within. But when I called my favorite aunt, which I speak to her about like basically everything, she said, okay, Yelena, make this line personal. Think about yourself for once. And so after about the two weeks of thinking, I looked at my name and I reversed it and I said, okay, so Anna will be my line. That's how Yelena Anna was born. I think it's such a cute twist. It's so great. And I think it definitely um, makes it really personal. And I, it's very important these days. You know, I think that people really want to know the person behind the brand. So it's nice. I like that you did that. Thank you. <laughs> She's a smart lady. Don't keep listening to her. <laughs> <laughs> so please tell us what inspired you to start your brand, Annalie Cosmetics. So basically what inspired me was the fact that I couldn't find an alternative for the problem that I saw in front of me. And it was either the ingredients or the texture of the makeup. And I'm huge on natural and organic. That's how I live by. That's how I raise my children. And I really couldn't find anything that would compare at a time. So basically, I needed to find the perfect balance of ingredients and the performance. So this is what really inspired me to do it. Wow. And I know that at Annalie, you use pharmaceutical grade minerals, which is great if you have 
skin issues, sensitive skin, even if you've recently had facial treatments or waxing done, why is this so important to you? Um, so basically, I want women to have control over their time and beauty regimen. So if she needs to quickly get a facial during the day or a waxing, and we know that after those procedures, you cannot put anything on, right? For at least eight hours. If you've ever had a facial done, they're not allowed to do that. And uh, if she wants to do that because she has something to do in the evening, she absolutely can. And she can apply this makeup on because it is anti-inflammatory. Um, and it's perfect also for sensitive skin. So I wanted to give women that option to be really fully in control of their time and their beauty regimen. It's really something that I never thought about before. It's such a smart idea. And do you, like, have you had experiences like that as well? Like, um, you know, just as like, have you gone to those like facial treatments and then you're like, oh no, now what do I do? Has that been, has that happened to you before? Yes, it did. And it's, that's how the whole line even started um, from my clients when I did facials, when I started out um, in the industry, my gosh, forever ago, like 12 years ago in my first salon. And when I was doing facials on the clients, this is what they kept, kept coming up. Yelena, can we put makeup on? Can we put makeup on? And I said, well, no, you got to wait eight hours, you know, let the skin kind of get back to its own self. Um, and of course that was one of the bottlenecks in the business because during the day women couldn't come in, they couldn't come in for a quick facial. They couldn't come in for a quick waxing because they couldn't go back to work looking all red and inflamed. So this is why, um, it kind of kicked in and I said, okay, let me start the research. Let me start to see if there's a line out there that I can bring into the salon and offer this to my clients. And I couldn't find anything. So um, this is what prompted me to start looking for a chemist and start doing the research and uh, find, you know, this brand to create. That's how it basically started. It's such a novel idea. And in terms, it, you know, your products can even be used after all kinds of procedures, like post-plastic surgery, after laser treatments. So it's, it's really special. Have you had a have you had a lot of feedback from your clients? I did. So it's not uh, not really plastic surgery. It's cosmetic surgery. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's after cosmetic surgery. And the, the when I started doing the foundations, when I was starting creating to the foundations, I was giving it to my clients as samples. And they were the one telling me, you know, how to adjust it if there was a color because I did a variety of uh, skin tones, skin colors. And it was such an amazing feedback to hear it directly from my clients. So after the facial, I would apply it on a customer and I would tell them, go and tell me, give me your feedback in the evening. Like, did your skin come down? Did the irritation come down? Did you have any reaction? Um, my clients with extreme sensitivities and really bad skin conditions such as rosacea or eczema, um, they would come back to me and thank me that finally they're able to wear a foundation that doesn't make them itch and doesn't make them um, break out. A lot of my clients had that issue when they were applying regular, even natural supposedly natural. There are a lot of natural brands who claim they're natural. But unfortunately, if you look at the ingredients, it's really not. And a lot of my clients couldn't understand because they were telling me they were buying natural and they were breaking out. So when I gave them a sample of my foundation, I said, listen, why don't you test it out and just tell me what you think. Go out, go do what you do normally. And when they called me back and they said, Yelena, we didn't break out. And I was able to cover up and I went to the wedding and I went here and I felt amazing and I felt comfortable. 
that was everything to me. I said, oh my God, I'm solving such a huge issue that I actually didn't even know about a few years back. Um, of course, that, that made everything just fall into place. It was a full circle moment. Wow. And just tell me, just because I'm kind of, you know, I wish I was more well-versed in this whole area of um, vegan, organic makeup. So what does it mean when you say that makeup is, let's say, vegan, for example? What does that mean? So vegan is, I think, the most misunderstood word. And I'm so happy you asked me that question because I'm just bursting with, with this. Um, I just like, oh, I can't. I have so many things to say. A lot of people think that vegan means natural, gluten-free, healthy, this, that, all these fantastic words that we take out of the dictionary. That means nothing. It, the only thing that it actually means is that they were not using any animal byproducts, right? It wasn't made out of anything that comes from an, uh, an, an animal. Um, everything else, um, FD&C colors, the artificial colors, the artificial ingredients, the junk, the parabens, they're all vegan. Mm. They're all vegan and they're bad for you. So when people come up to me and ask me one question, is it vegan? It makes me <laughs> feel like, okay, but, but is this really all you want to ask about the line because vegan is not even uh, close to the most important thing. It's one of important things, right? Because we don't want to hurt the animals, but a lot of brands don't hurt animals and they use, for example, the animal's hair, right? They just cut it down very softly without hurting the animal and they create brushes. Um, so people don't understand the word vegan. Vegan is not natural automatically. It's synthetic. Um, it's just not using animal products, but anything on the planet that is not alive can be vegan. So I really, really feel like the education part about the whole vegan era is not really true. <laughs> I hope nobody's going to throw tomatoes, but that's just what it is. That's the reality, you know? No, a hundred percent. And you know what? I think because people just, you know, it, it's hard, it, you know, it is confusing and, and we just, you know, we're, because we're not aware, a lot of people out there, including myself, you know, it, I, I think that that's what ends up happening. You wrap your head around this word and you get all excited, you know, like, uh, like, oh, yay, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of myself or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, being good to my skin and to my body. But like you said, you know, this is, this is exactly why I love what, doing what I do. And can you explain to me also what, it, what makes it organic? Yes. So organic is basically grown by a man, by a woman. It's grown on your own. Um, that's a, that there's a difference between natural and organic. A lot of people don't understand. Sometimes when I explain that if you want it natural, it's from the earth, right? Like blueberries are grown from the earth. Minerals we get from the earth. It's something that's made by the earth. But organic is something that you make, um, for example, in a... Um, like you grow in your backyard, right? Mm -hmm. Something that you actually planted and you're growing, that's organic. So how you're growing it, what you're doing with it, that's organic. That's your own that you've created like in your backyard. But natural is our minerals are natural, the ones that we're using. Um, mm -hmm. The minerals, they come from the earth. The earth itself makes it. Nobody planted it. It's just not, like the ocean is natural. No one planted the ocean. So those are the differences between organic and natural. Um, there's their words 
are so confusing right now that and they are all greenwashed meaning they are they are um being surrounded by the narrative that just that one word means all of the above but they really are not there is the there is a difference between each and every single word that a company uses to explain their ingredients to explain their formula to explain their product and you really have to turn the bottle around turn the cosmetic um packaging around and read the ingredients what does that mean you know ask questions about everything be curious because it goes in your body well i'm definitely getting an education right now <laughs> you know <laughs> which is which is great and i hope everybody out there is is really listening too so obviously we've had you know our fair a fair share of challenges recently with you know covid-19 um i think any business could small business or large business for that matter could attest to that um but what what challenges has your brand faced during covid well i guess well yeah i guess we could start with that how did how did covid um affect you or maybe you didn't feel it at all I'll tell you something I'm uh, I'm an extremely positive person perhaps I can self positivity for a living I am um during the the whole covid era I'm going to call it a uh, call it a covid era it was definitely challenging in terms of you know all four kids are home on zoom I have to run a business we're closed technically but like on online we're still shipping um the lab was closed i had to really just you know we were out of a lot of formulations and clients were calling and asking when will this be in stock and i there was really nothing i can do because the lab was closed so i had to be creative and i had to create videos so i started create since i'm a cosmetologist by trade i started creating quarantine survival videos you know like you really have to push yourself to the limit um and go outside the box a little bit so if you're not really selling the product what are you going to do so i started doing video tutorials and they were received phenomenal um so yes we felt you know financially we felt a dip of course but on the other hand i discovered that um making videos on how, you know how to take care of yourself hair hair video i did skincare video um that was amazing and people really appreciated and i think they're going to remember that post covid era that we're not just a product line we're also a everyday human line with problems with daily things so you know we had to navigate through the covid era in a in a different way but thank god you know we're back on track we're open um and it's all it's all good now wow and i mean that's really smart that you did that and you know you kind of like sees that silver lining in a way, you know, and just show people out there like you said, you know, you're more than just not just a product like you said. And what about from the inception of your brand? Have you felt that there I mean every business encounters their sh- challenges, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow, when I started the line, um well, first it was just an idea and the idea we of course lacked a lot of information i didn't know anything about ingredients i didn't know anything about where to call who to ask there it felt like anybody was teaching anything i don't think a lot of people are teaching it now um so i couldn't really 
go to school for this, nothing. So going from place to place, from one trade show to the next, from one expo to the next, asking a million questions, um, losing a ton of money in starting out, you know, so there was lack of resources. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a lot to go through. It also teaches you a lot also on top of it. But um, there's one story that I want to mention. It's really funny. Um, I had a, uh, at a time, I have the first two kids are 12 months apart. And when my older one was a year and a half and the second one was six months old, um, I, have, I had to go to this expo and I was like so excited about it. And I told my husband, okay, tomorrow's my expo. Please don't do anything to break anything. Don't do anything. Just stay home. And he goes and he wants to play basketball with his friends and he comes home with a broken foot. And this was the <gasps> night, literally the night before my show. I have a, I want a half year old and a six month old. And I, and he comes home with a broken foot and he says, Oh my God, I broke my foot. And I started fuming. I said, there's no way I told you not to do it. I'm going to this expo, figure it out. Of course I, I guess, you know, my mother-in-law probably thought I was the craziest wife in the world. But I was like, I warned you, I warned you. And guess what? I went to that show and I met the chemist. The who? The chemist for my line. Oh, oh my goodness. So it was, <laughs> it was just like, it was meant to be. And that's it. You were going to do what you were going to do. I was not having it. I was not having universe stop me in my tracks. I was just like, I'm going. And he figured it out and it was fine, but I'll never forget. So sometimes you got to kind of push through and then God will say, okay, fine. I, I got it. You know, you want it that bad. <laughs> wow. I, I really am like just so amazed by how, you know, everyone out there, you know, whoever starts their own brand, it's like, it takes so much effort and so much hard work. It's mind boggling to me. <laughs> um, so, and, and let's, okay. So let's talk about some of your makeup, which, which is a, which is what I'm really excited about. Um, so for example, you carry foundation and it's foundation is a huge topic that is very individual. So can you tell me about your foundations and what, what is unique about them? So I carry three different foundations. I carry matte and like dewy shiny finish. They are both loose powders and a liquid foundation. The loose powders, um, the matte is of course for um, oily skin. Like if somebody has very oily skin, I recommend the matte foundation. Um, the dewy and uh, liquid foundations are really for people who are between normal to dry. Liquid is for more drier skin. So um, they self-adjust. That's the most unique thing about it. They self-adjust on the skin. And one mm -hmm. shade is really good for a few skin tones. And also reverse of that. Like, for example, I am like light medium skin tone. And I can wear four different foundations from my line. Because they self-adjust. So it's really difficult to make a mistake when choosing the foundation. Because um, it does self-adjust. So the other thing is that it's very lightweight. It's virtual and detectable on the skin. And it's very breathable. Um, what it means undetectable on the skin is, I don't know if you've ever seen women sometimes wear um, darker foundation than their skin tone and you really can see the line of demarcation on their jaw, on their jawline. And with my makeup, um, when you apply it, it blends with your skin. It just picks up the 
chemical composition of your skin. It's, um, it's very intuitive and it will color just on your skin. So it's, um, it's basically becomes your skin. So if like when I'm wearing makeup, if you'll see any of my tutorials, when I apply makeup and when I remove my makeup, you can't really see that line of demarcation. You can't see it at all. It feels like I'm wearing another layer of skin. So that's very important. Also, it has a ton of health benefits. They're anti-aging. They don't clog the pores. They are super anti-inflammatory, which makes them perfect to apply after facials or waxing or with any skin condition. So you're saying that if I got, it wouldn't matter what color, it wouldn't matter what color I got. If um, let's say I'm, I'm kind of fair, maybe medium, I don't know. Um, but you're saying that you can't really go wrong with the color. It's hard to make a mistake. So we do have, of course, colors in the foundation. So you would choose a foundation shade, but let's say you, um, you wanted to touch darker than your skin. I have a lot of clients who do that because they're very pale and they want to wear something a little bit darker. You can actually wear that color because it will color color adjust on your skin so i'm not saying get the dark color i have extremely dark colors right um so don't don't get that but they they do have colors but in for your skin you can probably wear at least two or three shades from my line because they will color adjust on you that's amazing and do you what do you suggest people to do like when they're looking for foundation do you say or it's kind of personal uh preference you know, I always say no one is married to any other product but foundation. We, when Once a woman finds that perfect foundation, we hold on to it like to our own, you know, skin. And I totally agree with it. But I would say that, um, you know, taking care of your skin has to start yesterday, right? A lot of us, when we're in our teens or 20s, we don't really understand it. So when you start educating yourself about skin, um, go out there and really touch it, feel it. Um, we all, we offer sampler kits that you can purchase with variety of different finishes. So you can actually test it before buying the full size, you know, try it, see how it goes on your skin. See if you like the, which texture of the foundation you like, how it performs for you. Um, but definitely upgrade to a healthier version than what you're using. And you said you have the, the matte um, is a loose powder as well as the, the dewy um, finish. Yeah. So does that, um, like, how does it lie on your skin? It just stays on and it kind of blends into your skin? Yes, it's so beautiful. Um, you just apply it on your skin. It mattifies, the matte, the matte foundation mattifies your skin. It's beautiful finish. It's, um, it's really flawless and it becomes part of your face because what happens is when you apply my makeup, any, any one of my makeup products, whether it's lipstick or whatever, um, it takes about 30 seconds to a minute, depending on how warm it is around you, to, to warm up. The minerals start warming up on your skin and you will see that the lipstick, the same lipstick shade that I would be wearing and you would be wearing will look a little bit different because it will pick up whatever color you have naturally on your lip. Same thing with foundation. If I'm going to be wearing, let's say, a nude color and you will be wearing a nude color and if, let's say it's perfect for both of us, but it will look a little bit different. It will look more like me on me and more like you on you. And are those mineral um, powders that you are describing, are those the, uh, the um, kosher, like the, the shop, is that part of the Shabbos makeup line or that's separate? Yes, it is part of the Shabbat makeup, uh, the loose powders. 
because you're not allowed to use creams or, or liquids for Shabbat. But all my powders are approved to use for Shabbat. So I'm here, I mean, I'm thinking in my head, like, because I, what I do a lot is I take like a little bit of foundation and mix it with my moisturizer because I don't like having such a heavy look. I hope I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> you know what? You are, you have, you know, obviously you're in control of your own uh, beauty regimen. And if you want to put a, a little bit of uh, moisture in there, fine. Um, with my foundation specifically with liquids, it has moisturizing agents in it, the natural you know, emollients, the natural oils, essential oils. So you may not need it. Um, but if you want to, you absolutely can, but you will be diluting the formula a little bit. You're going to make it a little bit more sheerer because you are diluting the color with a found, with a lotion. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Concentrated. It's going to be a little bit more looser in terms of pigment. And you also have a flawless primer, Yes. Please tell us, how important is it to put primer on, you know, before putting on the rest of your makeup? Primer, um, so primer is always optional, but if you are going out and you want the makeup to uh, stay longer, I strongly recommend the primer. Primer has a ton of benefits. Um, it will hydrate the skin. It will smooth it. It will prepare your skin for beautiful makeup application. Um, whether you're using liquids or creams or powders, it doesn't matter. It, the makeup will stay longer. It will look fresher. And also, it will the color of the foundation will remain more truer to itself. Um, basically, it will create a little bit of a breathable barrier between your skin and the foundation. And as I mentioned before, the foundation itself adjusts because it's close, closely um, touching your skin, right? It's very close on your skin. So it picks up that first layer of the skin. But when you put the primer in between them, it will not allow it to self-adjust too much. So if you want to keep it as um, a little bit of that, whatever you look at, at it in a bottle, that's your go-to. That will make it last longer. It will give you that true color. Um, I love it. I, I think it's amazing. It's very lightweight. It's non-greasy. It feels like... Um, like a non-greasy lotion, lightweight lotion, and it works with all skin types and tones, um, and it will create the perfect canvas for the foundation. It will re also reduce the appearance of fine lines and pores. Another trick I will tell you for our beautiful dark skin girls, um, one trick that I've learned many, many years ago from one of the uh, makeup artist is that for the darker skin tones, if you're applying a uh, primer, you can mix it in with your foundation so that it will not leave any of those reflective um, light streaks on the face. Because when you do photography with the darker skin tones and there is this clear, because uh, we can't see the primer, right? It's clear. So when you apply mm -hmm. it, but you didn't cover it completely with the foundation on top of it, on the photo, it will look like there's a light streak on you. So when you mix it together, it will prevent that problem. Make sense? So that's a little trick that I learned. And of course, for everyone else, you can mix it if you want to skip a step. You can mix the primer with your foundation. Yeah, and I was going to say, I agree that um, I, I often do see um, that like the, whether I'm putting on bronzer or whatever I'm putting on, I don't, I don't normally uh, wear primer, which is why I'm very excited to try yours. Uh, I think that I do see that like the, the bronzer will settle into my lines and make them look more um, 
pronounced. No, pronounced. Yeah. yeah. So I think that definitely the primer is is a good way to go. And I need to, you know, start incorporating that into my routine. Um, and I think it'll make a difference. Yes. Yes. Definitely try it. And then let me know what you think. And I love your, you have gorgeous eyeshadows. Um, they're the natural pressed mineral eyeshadows. One, two of my favorites, the colors are Ice Mocha and Peach Ice. This might be a hard question, but what are your favorite colors? My two favorite colors that I probably use the most for my you know, tutorials and when I go out are Smoke and Diamonds. It's this black with specks of diamonds in it and Smoke and Plum. It's this really nice deep plum color, which I think works for so many different eye colors. Um, and black, of course, I mean... Who doesn't like a black color? You can use it as a liner. You can use it as a smoke. It's amazing. So these two colors are really my my favorite colors. And you also have, I believe, some loose eyeshadows as well that kind of have like a metallic um, shimmer to them. Can you tell me more about those? Yes. So I'm obsessed with those. They are pure powders. So you can actually make a variety of products out of them. Um, They're loose pigments and they are just uh, minerals, micas. And what you can do with them is you can make a custom nail polish. If you dip a clear nail polish into them, um, you can cut, you know, customize your polish. If you add a little bit of water or a sealant into them, just a touch, it will become foil shadows and it will be a long lasting eyeshadow. You can also use them on Shabbat um, as a dry version, of course, of it without adding anything to it. Um, you can put it in a, like, let's say body gel and apply it on your skin and it will look very luminous. So they're the most versatile, beautiful. I'm obsessed with them. I use them in so many of my tutorials. I, if you're going to try something, try this. You're going to fall in love with it. Um, and not a lot of people are a huge fan of loose um, eyeshadows, but they come with a little sifter pot. So it's not going to like just fall out. And the million and five things that you can do with them, you're going to fall in love. Wow, that's so cool. I, I never would have thought you could make uh, your own nail polish with them. Yeah. Yep. The colors are gorgeous. Um, I think that definitely if I would try one of those, I would go and watch one of your tutorials. Please do. <laughs> because I'm just, you know, like I, I, I love makeup, but it's a little bit, sometimes intimidating, you know, you gotta, um, it's funny. Like I, I think that I, I don't have any fear when it comes to, you know, experimenting with clothing and happens to be in makeup as well. I'm, I do like to experiment, especially with like different colors, um, and the combination. So, well, I'm very excited. And again, another hard question that you have such a, I mean, your line is so comprehensive. You have, you have mascaras, you have foundations, primers, you know, you, you name it, you have it. So what, what are your go-to products? Well, I have four go-to products that um, you'll see in my tutorials. I'm, I'm like a five minute makeup type of girl. And the four products that I do use pretty much daily are my liquid foundation is a must. I'm obsessed with it. My pressed blush, black mascara, and a lipstick. Those four products are always with me. 
um, very easy to apply. It literally takes five minutes from start to finish and you look fresh, you look flawless. So those are my go-to. Wow. And what's your favorite lip color that you use? I love Blushing Bride. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's this perfect mauvey pink shade that I think is the most universal shade in my line. Literally like any client wears it and it's, it's like a skin color of the lip, but enhanced. Oh, that's so pretty, especially for summer when you just want to like, you know, have like a no fuss look, but still be, you know, like a no makeup makeup look, right? You just, you want to look like you're wearing something, but you know, still see that inner beauty. Exactly. Yes. It's like a pop of youth. That's what I like to call it. Like just a pop of youth. So I've discussed this a lot with, you know, different people, whether it's, you know, if they, if they uh, have a fashion brand or a cosmetics brand, um, what do you think about having the right makeup? How does that impact a woman's confidence? Well, first of all, uh, we're all beautiful and makeup should really never define us, right? However, with that being said, I strongly believe that enhancing what we want to show off and covering what we really kind of want to hide, it gives us the boost of confidence. It's just, you know, we can always say the beauty in the eyes of the beholder and, you know, all the beautiful words. But at the end of the day, every single woman knows 100% and nobody can tell her otherwise what is pretty about her and what is not pretty about her, right? We all have it. And, you know, like for me, I'm going to speak personally from my experience. I think I have beautiful skin. Um, I take care of my skin, but I know that there are certain discolorations that I just, I'm not having it. I don't like it. And I'm the one that's noticing it. So it doesn't matter what other people will tell me. It makes me feel more confident if I will cover it up. It just makes me feel confident. It makes me feel confident when I put uh, the right shade of lipstick or a pop of color in my, on my eye, eyelids. Um, I think we need it as women to have the creative outlet. It does boost, us, boost our confidence. I will never believe that, you know, a makeup never made a woman feel more confident. I think we should wear it if this makes us feel comfortable, like the the right set of heels, right? Or the right skirt or that little black dress or whatever accessory that a woman likes. Certain things make us feel powerful and empowered. And if makeup um, will do it for you, then why not? Uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, even me, you know, just to fill in my eyebrows in the morning, that's like, you know, I feel all of a sudden like a different person, you know? I mean... And it's, it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, but again, it's the little things like you said that, and if, if that makes you feel more confident, then go for it. Exactly. If you could change something about the makeup industry, what would it be? Well, first, of course, I think many, many people agree with me is to ban testing on animals. There is really no reason to test on animals. If it's if it is uh, unsafe enough to test on animals, then maybe they shouldn't even produce it. That's my take on it. Um, And number two, education. I think so many people are not educated in what really goes into makeup, what, why it's important. Um, I want to like specify one very important thing. Many don't understand that the skin is the largest organ in our body, right? And it takes 26 seconds, 26 seconds for whatever you apply on your skin to get into your bloodstream. Very important. It takes 26 seconds. Okay, so if a person does not educate themselves 
or take, a, you know, a class or whatever and understand what they're doing, it doesn't matter how much organic food you're eating. If you are rubbing on your body cosmetics that are, um, and it doesn't just include makeup, it includes any skincare, any body wash, any soap that you use, any shampoo that you use. Um, if you don't understand it, if you don't get that education aspect behind it, and you're never going to um, do it for yourself, you're just you're just wasting your good years you're wasting your beauty you're wasting your health and it's just not worth it so banning you know testing on animals and education um cosmetic education are the two things i would bring in to kind of really you know push the agenda <laughs> onto the world yes. so so how can we go about getting being just being better educated you know, it's very simple. You know, when you go to the store and you want to buy uh, a brand of cereal, do you turn do you turn it around and see what's in it? Usually. Most people do. <laughs> Most people do. If I don't know this brand and I'm like somebody mentioned it to me, I'll turn it around and see. If I can understand the ingredients, I'm buying it. If I cannot understand the ingredients, um, two things could happen. And this is universal for anything you'll ever buy. Two things. It could be a scientific name for it, right? Or it could be a total junk. So what you do is you go on Google. It's very simple. And you put that in and you see, okay, so what does this mean? And if it means vitamin A, great. Is it a synthetic vitamin A or is it a natural vitamin A? And then you make your decision. It's really simple to do research about anything. If you can't understand the ingredient, Google it. It's very simple. It's free. <laughs> it doesn't take much time. Um, but if you're going to start small little steps in the beginning, it's overwhelming because especially for those that have never done this before and they just kind of buy whatever on the store, whatever is on sale or whatever is, you know, available. Um, it will be a, a learning curve, but once you kind of get into it, it will be like brushing your teeth, like brushing your hair, like taking a shower. It's going to be part of your life. Um, and you, it will be better because your whole pantry will start changing. Your skincare products will be changing. Everything in your household will start changing. And all those ingredients are going to be on autopilot. You'll turn it around. Like I tell my kids when they tell me, mommy, can we get this yogurt? I said, turn the bottle around and read the ingredients. It's very simple. So you've been doing so much lately uh, from your tutorials and your just um, helping people, real, you know, get, especially now, you know, figuring Quarantine. out how they can, how, how they could take care of their skin, how they could do things at home for themselves. Um, and you even have some, uh, sh tell me about your Shabbos makeup a little bit. Sure. So, um, it started out actually from my clients. I, um, worked for many, many years in a primarily, uh, Jewish Orthodox Hasidic uh, neighborhood in Borough Park. I love all of them, amazing clients, and they taught me about Shabbat makeup. I never knew that you couldn't wear regular makeup on Shabbat. That was that was news for me. And when they came and they said, oh, this is a powder makeup. Can we use it on Shabbat? I said, what do you mean? So the idea came to me that, oh my God, uh, let me try, let me test out my powders. And somebody connected me with a few rabbis and I started asking questions and doing research. And I called the lab and I said, you know what? Let's improve the powders and make them Shabbat, you know, make them more for Shabbat. 
because they, the formula was already fantastic and I loved it, but we took out some oils and we took out certain things that you couldn't use on Shabbat. Um, and I started giving it out to my clients and I said, here, test it out. What do you think? Um, and then after years of really testing and giving it to giving a lot of it away. Um, and of course there's, <laughs> there are a lot of politics surrounding the whole idea of Shabbat makeup, right? Makeup on Shabbat, I should say, but we were able to um, get the certificate. We got a, a certificate approved by the rabbinical rabbi in our Sephardic community in Queens. And it was not easy because we, you know, they had a whole bunch of rabbis come in and they had a delegation and discussion and testing, rig rigorous testing. It was crazy. Um, the amount of information that I learned about makeup was huge, but I was so happy to bring uh, actually approved makeup for Shabbat for my clients that were desperately asking for it. Um, that was, that was super important to me. I'm a people's pleaser. I'm my client's pleaser. And when they're happy, I'm happy. And when I brought them in with the certificate, I was so happy. And they said, Oh my God, look, we can, we can do this and we can have this. Um, of course that snowballed and I, and I actually have amazing tutorials on my YouTube channel for how to apply makeup um, even different looks on Shabbat. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, a lot of information. Uh, I always like to put on more colors because there's so many rules that you have to follow. So I really simplified it. So these are powders. They are following exact halachic um, rules. Uh, and I think, I think you're going to love it. I think it's very simple. The variety of colors are enormous. Um, mineral, the powders, the loose powders are part of it. The foundations are part of it and we have blushes. So I hope that you guys, you know, enjoy it. Well, it's definitely great, you know, to, like you said, you're listening to what the community needs and what they want and just being more inclusive of, you know, of all us ladies out there, you know? <laughs> and of course, you've accomplished so much. So what are your goals for the future of your brand? Well, of course, first goal is for more women to discover the benefits of the line and to truly understand how important it is to take good care of yourself starting yesterday, right? I always say, you know, if you didn't start now, you had to start yesterday. Um, and of course, in terms of um, accessibility to the line, I would love to get into more local boutiques so that a person could just walk into the store near near them. We already have a Queens location. We have a Brooklyn location, two in Brooklyn. But, you know, to have more accessibility to the clients. So that's my huge goal that I'm actually working on right now on expansion. Wow. Well, I, I really wish you the best of luck. I think you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us your inspiration. It was so informative. I think I learned a lot today. <laughs> and, and again, everyone I think should check out your beautiful cosmetics. Um, it's <laughs> AdelaideCosmetics.com. And yeah. they can also go, what, what, where can they go for your Instagram? Same thing, NLA Cosmetics. I'm across the platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, everywhere, NLA Cosmetics. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I know, I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Fashion Detour. 
I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week.